0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict. So we, we were saying yesterday that Rabbi Eliezer has uh, he has a, a laid back. Well, he has an interesting view on mukta in the sense that he he will you know take some wood and he'll turn it into a toothpick. He'll collect wood to burn from the whole courtyard. He'll make a fire. And the sages are a little bit more restrained. They will only take wood from basically from from the house or from right in front of the house. And they will only use wood to make a fire. Now, we're going to carry on with Rabbi Eliezer's unique approach to mukta but we're going to also continue with the question of fire and we've said before that the Mishnah seems to associate an idea at the end of of one Mishnah with the same idea at the beginning of the next one it's as if it goes in a chain from idea to idea and so we closed the sixth Mishnah with the question of making fire and now we're going to open the seventh Mishnah with the same issue making fire and by the way we're returning to our pattern of mishnayot that begin ain remember that the fourth chapter before we got on to rabbi eliezer the fourth chapter was just a string of things you don't do on Yom of ain 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 and we're going to close the fourth chapter returning to this pattern Ein ur, we don't produce fire We're not going to make a new fire on Yom Tov. Not from sticks. I guess we're rubbing sticks together to make fire. These must be things like flints. So we're clicking them together to make fire. Now the commentators say that they had certain kinds of very sort of hard Uh, dirt or clay or um, earth afar is earth they had some kind of earth maybe this was i don't know magic earth that you could make fire out of we don't really know what this is now but anyway the mishnah says you can't make fire out of earth you don't make it out of water now the gemara explains here that they are using the water actually as as a tool to ref, refract light so they'd put water in a glass vessel and then they would use that glass vessel to focus the rays of light of the sun and then that would heat up some tinder and that would make light and we've seen actually we saw in the mishnah of shabbat that the rabbis know about about you know using the sun to warm things up on on shabbat but we're not going to make fire with the sun on shabbat even with water we're not going to make tiles we're not going to basically um, roast tiles we're not going to, to to put tiles in a kiln to make them hot to roast on and this seems to be something about actually finishing off the tile if it's a new tile um i guess they did not have kilns in those days which are as hot as the kilns that we had now if you had a new tile then its nature would change maybe becomes less more water resistant if you heat it up to a high temperature first time you heat it up and it seems at least from the commentators, as though this idea of heating up the tiles to roast something on them is to do with finishing off the tile. And actually, the Rambam says specifically this only applies to new tiles. So old tiles are fine, you can heat them up and then put food on them. So we have segued, we've drifted actually from fire in order to heat, to heat things up. And of course, there's an important principle that although on Yom Tov, we are going to use fire to cook with. We're not going to make new fire. We're going to use an existing fire to cook with. And the Ba'at makes a comment, um, which I, I can't resist bringing, actually. Ein in we don't make new fire. Mishum de molid, because it's like giving birth. Creation of a new fire is creation of a new thing. Mishum de molid because giving birth to something is like is is like creative action it's like the creation of you know Melachah is the word that god used to describe god's actions when he created the world sheberei esh yom tov because you'd create this new fire on yom tov we don't create new things on yom tov and that includes creating fire even though we can create food So now let's go back to Rabbi Eliezer and it's very interesting that he's going to use the word Rabbi Eliezer is talking about the concept of mukta something which is mukta something which is set aside or not set aside if it's not set aside we can't use it on Yom Tov but The word mukta itself applies to some kind of storeroom where you would set things aside. And there seems to be a play on words here, because we're going to talk about Rabbi Eliezer's attitude to mukta, but we're going to use the word mukta. The Odoma Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer said one more thing, in addition to what he said about making wood and turning it into a toothpick. Omeradam ala mukta. Erev Shabbat bashvit. A man can stand at his muktse. And here we're referring to some kind of storeroom, some kind of store place for fruit where you lay your fruit out to dry. So you've got your fruit laid out to dry up there, or maybe your vegetables as well. It's, it's not designated for eating on Yom Tov, but we want to designate it for eating on Yom Tov. So just like we're going to go to the dove cut and say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to designate these three doves to slaughter on Yom Tov," we're going to designate for Shabbat by going up to the muktzah, and we're going to say, "Omer adam um, erev Shabbat shviit ve omer," a person stands at his fruit store on the eve of Shabbat in the sabbatical year, and he says, "Mikan ani ochel from here I will eat tomorrow. In other words he designates the food in his store for eating tomorrow. Why is it important that he does this on the sabbatical year? Because on the sabbatical year by Shvi'it there's no problem about maser. Generally he'd have to take maser in order to eat from this food and we assume that if the food is still drying in the fruit store it, it, it's not finished so master hasn't been taken but we know in the seventh year no master is necessary because we don't own we don't own the produce so at least in the seventh year he can make this general designation he can eat on Shabbat and he doesn't have to worry about taking master on Shabbat which he can't do and the sages will not agree with him the sages generally do not agree with Rabbi Yehazah the sages say this doesn't work guys until he actually until he writes it down or marks it until he marks it out and says from here to here i'm going to eat in other words we can't be general when we designate food for Shabbat, we have to be specific. And that is the close of the fourth chapter. Let's just start the fifth chapter today. We can't, we're going to finish the fifth chapter on Friday, but let's just make a start on the fifth chapter today. And we're breaking the pattern of Ein, right through the fourth chapter there's you know we don't do this we don't do that we don't do the other these Mishnayot start ain 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 now we're through the fifth chapter we're going to run through a set of things that we actually we do do and we're, we're going to begin actually with the dried fruit so again the Mishnayot are operating like a chain from idea to idea so we were in Rabbi Eliezer's fruit store. It was probably on the roof of his house, actually, because the fruit are drying. They're set out to dry on the roof of his house. And suddenly it starts to rain. Now, we don't. <laughs> so we haven't designated this food for eating. We're not planning to eat it. So we can't move it on Yom Tov. But, but, hang on it's 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 set out to dry and it started to rain and there's a financial loss here and if we're in a agrarian society where maybe that's our harvest of fruit for the year it's a significant financial loss and even though it's yomta we can't just let that fruit Get damp on the roof. At least that's what the rabbis are going to tell us. And in general, of course, the rabbis want to make it easy for us to observe Yom Tov. Because they know that the Jewish people, well, that's their derich. They want the Jewish people to keep mitzvot. I mean, I, I wish all rabbis were like this today. So they want the Jewish people to keep mitzvot and they say, perot derech Yom Tov, we can throw the fruit down. That We can throw the fruit down through a trapdoor on Yomtov. Avaloba Shabbat, not on Shabbat. So we're not going to do this on Shabbat, we are on Yomtov. So we can move the food around on Yomtov. U perot adaf, And we can cover up fruit with um uh vessels, with Um, cooking vessels for example with whatever we have on account of drips so we the delef, the word delef here in hebrew means something dripping in so it feels as if maybe there's a leak in the roof or maybe they're open to the sky and rain has begun to pitter patter pitter patter anyway there's there's water dripping down on the fruit so we're going to cover them up With kelim, with vessels of different kinds, and similarly, jars of wine and jars of oil, which are going to, which are valuable, which are very valuable, and they're going to be spoiled if we let water drip into them on Yom Tov. And if we've got this, these drips coming, dripping into our space, where we can put a vessel to catch. The drips even on shabbat. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.